Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Fumigation was later used in the gas chambers of Nazi Germany. The shit they were using on Mexicans trying to become naturalized citizens of the United States is the same combination of shit they use to kill Jews in Nazi Germany. Yeah. That's bad, what the man. fuck? I, I Why can't... hasn't anyone told me this? <laughs> because it paints the United States in a poor light. Krusty Krab was always a bastard. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it, if it wasn't a kid show, I mean, mm-hmm. I would, I would hang up, fucking Mr. Krabs by the rope. He's pretty bad. He's a bad dude. <laughs> Well, he's. I think he is one of the characters that informed us of, uh, you know, how how our bosses are stereotypically going to act, <laughs> how they're going to be aligned. Yeah, and it's made sense thus far. Uh, it's kind of annoying to hear poor people talk like that, though. Like people that think that they're going to find their way into the position of a Mister Krabs esque oh, situation. That they're just a temporarily embarrassed millionaire. Pretty much. But mm-hmm. I refer to those people as temporarily embarrassed millionaires. Mm-hmm. They're just like, I just got to keep my head down, and I got to keep grinding. And then over time, <laughs> if if God smiles upon me, then I will. And he would have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Have to be a pretty big-ass smile. You'd have to get some, some miracle juice thrown on you. Bloop. And now you're successful! Yay! Yay! Yay. And the peasants rejoiced. Yeah. Like they did in 1789. No, wait, that wasn't rejoice. (laughs) What happened in 89? Uh, The uh, French proletariat stormed the Bastille and started the French Revolution. Oh, the good revolution. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) as, as far as revolutions go, I think it was still like the middle class that that led that shit and ultimately a lot of those dudes ended up getting guillotined because they just went they 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 went a little too far i mean granted hey 10 years time frame you destroy you know 200 plus years of monarchical rule that's pretty cool yeah i mean capitalism is a step in the right direction from feudalism we can all agree on that yeah that's true I mean, but they were they directly saying like, hey, well, I wouldn't directly saying it, it's like any uh, it's easy to look back over the annals of history and claim that there were direct demands from any particular group. And then those demands were met succinctly and accurately in accordance with whatever type of naturally derived leadership and that we know exactly who those people are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, it kind of reminds me of another thing well, I was well, learning about today. Okay, yes. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say... Wait. Well, maybe I'm getting my stuff mixed up. Oh, okay, never mind. I've was. i I've heard things about the Paris Commune or whatever, but that wasn't until 1871. I was like, well, maybe the revolution had some lit shit going on. But no, not so. It wasn't until 1871 the Paris Commune was a thing for a minute, for a hot second. The Paris Commune. I was actually learning a little bit about, well, I mean, I guess they're kind of in the same vein. Not communes per se, although there have been some anarcho-communist communes in the past. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple that are in existence today, one of which is to our south in um, in Mexico. I don't know if we've discussed it before. It's the Zapatista. Z- oh, yeah, Zapatistas. And you got uh, Marcos with the ski mask and the pipe. Um. Well, sorry, what? <laughs> what was Marcos, <laughs> Marcos is one of like the figureheads back in like the early 2000s, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think he's a figurehead anymore for them. He wasn't, so mostly the Zapatistas, if I'm not mistaken, are indigenous people to that part of Mexico that are just like, you know what? Fuck this government. Fuck everything. We're just kind of going to go and do our own shit and uh, not deal with your drug cartel bullshit. And... Um, yeah, well, Marco... I think the the, the Zapatista that that word comes from the leader of the organization um, of the EZLN, uh, which let's see is the uh, Ejército Zapatista de Liberación Nacional, or the Zap- Zapatista Army of National Liberation. Well, Zapatista is named after someone. Some yeah, Emiliano Zapata, who was a guy that yeah he was an agrarian revolutionary, which is a way to say angered farmer. I mean... Yeah, it's a fancy way of saying angry farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Get enough angry farmers together, make mm-hmm. stuff happen. Yeah, who's this Ernesto Che Guevara? Wait, we know you him. You know Che Guevara. Yeah, yeah, we definitely do. I, I don't I don't commonly hear his first name, so I was like, I know the Che part. Yeah. Ernesto. Yeah. Yep. I um what's my call it? I don't know much about Maoism, but I think Mao argued that the socialist revolution was going to have to happen in third world countries. And that um, I can't remember his reasoning behind it. My my guess for the reasoning behind is probably just because everything now is being produced in third world countries. That's where the those modes of production are and stuff like that. So they're the ones that are going to have to socialize. And also the other ones are, are I guess, most um, ripe for a social for socialist revolutions. They've got the yeah. least to lose and most to gain. You know, right. They, if, especially if they're not placated already, I feel like a lot of developed nations are in this kind of weird juxtaposition with extreme wealth on one side and extreme poverty on the other, representative more more commonly in these underdeveloped nations. Right. Um, well, that, but then also uh, like a middle class that wants to align itself with the upper class. Yeah, but, but pretend like they're part of the – well, they they technically are part of the working class, but yeah, exactly. when, it, when it behooves them to associate with the lower echelons, they, then they, they'll, of course they'll do so. They don't. like. Well, that's like the thing is like with a lot of like these third world countries, it's just like you have like filthy rich people and you got filthy poor people and that mm-hmm. middle part is like non-existent. So they do have quite a bit to gain and exactly. beyond that. It, because of our, our, you know, the globally oriented economy, if 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 somebody, it, well, if if so many people in underdeveloped areas that happen to have natural resources that are heavily utilized by imperialist nations, right, then 
it will probably at least cause an effect, not necessarily a favorable one, and it could just be, you know, akin to uh, what was was Vietnam in any way, shape, or form uh, instigated by resource acquisition? Do you know? Well, so the thing is, is Vietnam prior to their revolution was basically a um, French colony still. Like, basically, the French were still in control of their resources and um, hmm. all their shit. Um, and so Ho Chi Minh was like, fuck this shit. Th- kicking uh-huh. y'all fuckers out. We're going to get back our resources and stuff like that. Yeah. And then the United States was like, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. 1945. Very cool. Yeah, following the Vietnamese victory against the French in the First Indochina War, which ended in 1954, the nation was divided into two rival states. Cool. Oh, so, I didn't know that there was an anti-communist South. Hmm. I mean, there's always going to be sex. Mm. You're going to have a... We call those Uncle Toms. Yeah. <laughs> well, why do, why do you call them Uncle Toms? They're, to French, they're French Uncle Toms. They were like, okay. oh, yeah, you French are so good. Yeah. This is such a superior way of life, being owned by the French. We do not, we do not want to have independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please come preside over us longer, or when things were good. Well, there was a. I was reading some. Um, it was. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Malcolm X quote mm-hmm. about. Um, <laughs> China. Let me just find it. I'm going to butcher it. And if I like, if I like, say it without quoting it, it makes me look bad. And so, is it just... message to the grassroots? Mm-mm. Uh, no more toms in China. Yes. How'd you know? <laughs> it's you know, it's just right there. <laughs> the Chinese Revolution. They wanted land. They threw the British out along with the Uncle Tom Chinese. Yeah, they did. They set a good example. And when I was in prison, I read an article. Don't be shocked oh. to say I was in prison. You're still in prison. That's what America means, prison. (laughs) Keep going. Yeah, when I was in prison, I read an article in Life magazine showing a little Chinese girl, nine years old. Her father was on his hands and knees, and she was pulling the trigger because he was an Uncle Tom Chinaman. When they had the revolution over there, they took a whole generation of Uncle Toms, just wiped them out. And within 10 years, that little girl becomes a full-grown woman. No more Toms in China. And today it's one of the toughest, roughest, most feared countries on earth by the white man because there are no Uncle Toms over there. Huh. Yeah, man. Jeez. <laughs> He's got some hard-hitting quotes. <laughs> uh, Malcolm X doesn't hold back. He just <gasps> says it like it is. And, I'm, you know, I'm not for nine-year-old girls shooting their parents in the head. But, you know, I Jeez. think there's some good truths in there. Is that, that's one of the toughest, roughest little girls I know. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel that. I, I try to remind myself while while I've been going to school that uh, that there's a possibility that can still uh, positively affect a, uh, a political climate uh, through the implementation of what is effectively a business within a capitalist economy that is going to have to pull some type of profit if it is going to survive. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if well, it's a non-profit, I still have to like keep the lights on. I still okay. have to pay for overhead. But here's the thing: like, if if you're, but here's the thing: is that if your business is you using your own personal labor, mm-hmm. sole proprietorship, and, exactly. 
then like mm -hmm. it's not exploitation because it's yes. just yourself. It, and if the, it's the, if it's not exploited or if it is a business, it has to be cooperative and democratic, democratically run and, and owned. If yeah. it's going to be ethical within the system that we currently operate under. Because like, because you're talking about a business in terms of like opening your own barber shop or whatever, and small. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and, and it could and be it could be bigger in and, collaboration with other collective units. Okay. But, which is the the plan one day, but right. I have a hard enough time finding like-minded individuals like we were talking about you know poor people you know having a mindset that's very akin to uh the upper middle class you know people that are uh that temper what did you call it temporarily embarrassed temporarily embarrassed millionaires millionaires yeah yeah they've got that kind of mindset so if i was to approach them on uh, something like, hey, have you ever heard of anarchist theories? Or, you know, like, hey, do you, are, do you familiarize yourself with a, a, what, my what? any type of, of non-stereotypical political ideologies? Uh, you know, that being outside of the Overton window of the United States. Not Democrat, not Republican, eh? Anything? Oh, man. Like yeah. that? No. Uh, there was a, a party that I, I heard of today that was... It was a big thing. It was a, it was very popular. It was a populist party. Uh, I want to say it was like the People's Movement for a People's Party. What, what did you call are you it? Talking about the are you talking about the recent thing or are you talking about old things? It was an old thing. It oh, was a, it okay. was a very old thing. Um, oh, the okay. People's Party. I want to say of the nineteen twenties. Was it like a farmers populist party type deal? Yes. Yes. Sounds about right. Speaking of angry farmers. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was just a it was it was a leftist movement uh, by a bunch of disenfranchised farmers. They're like this is fucking um, stupid. There's a We're... guy. Sorry, please continue. No, it's okay. That's that's basically it. And and it just kind of like fell into disarray right about the time that uh, uh, the Democrats and Republicans were, were really taken off in the. Well, I guess it would would have been a little bit later in that case because that would have been right around the 1940s, right? That they really started like settling in so there's a guy named thomas frank um and he wrote a book recently called the people know a brief history on anti-populism and he's written a few like stuff about like the history of um populism as a term and as like a political movement in the united states mm. and uh i haven't read his book but i've heard about these kinds of things and apparently um it was really popular in places you it's hard to imagine now like uh kansas and stuff like mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. they i mean kansas used to be um the uh the bedrock of like many socialist movements mm -hmm. in the united states and even got some socialist elected officials mm -hmm. and stuff so that is pretty surprising given today's political climate which is like i would like to have to do a little bit more research than a quick cursory glance in order to figure out which political alignments uh, are uh, entrenched within rural areas or the breadbasket of the United States. But it's it's pretty easy to note. Uh, it's just everybody's pretty dumb. Everybody's pretty uh, pretty they're pretty divided. They think that their their votes are wasted, and they technically they technically are. your votes are wasted altogether. Like, I mean, like, if you're not a wealthy person and you're not just, like, pumping money into a system for favors, then, yeah, your votes are totally wasted. There's yeah. no reason 
why you really vote at all except for the pageantry of it right it's like we all get to vote once every four to five years and then the corporations get to you know constantly (laughs) pump lobbyists through washington to get stuff passed for them all the time yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's kind of good that these like we're experiencing um the electoral college deferring from the popular vote as often as I mean, like, it's happened, what, five times over the course of United States history? Twice. It's happened twice in our lifetime. You know, once in the 2000 uh, election with Gore and Bush, and and then, uh, of course, in 2016. And it'll probably happen increasingly more so. And I I think that that's just... It's just, like, one of those things that I I would hope that they would have... The Founding Fathers would have hidden a little bit more succinctly. Although, I guess they hid it... They they, they hid it uh, um, sufficiently. If we still retain that institution today, I mean, we couldn't even vote for our senators until 1917, so I think they're pretty opaque with their disdain for the populist voting for stuff. Yeah, we we're going to insulate them from any any big decisions that would hurt their their little their little worker brains. Yeah, you don't want them to form the the People's Party, uh, which was the the one that I was talking about earlier. It was in the early 1890s. They okay. formed a farmers alliance and yeah, a bunch of stuff. I think a lot of it had to do with uh, well, let's see, but 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 they promoted collective economic actions by farmers as well as the Greenback Party, uh, which advocated fiat money. I don't know why you'd ever advocate fiat money. I don't I mean I don't know. I, want, I don't know why. I mean I don't. Are you talking about just like handing it to him on a silver platter? Oh. That reminds me of something. The Sherman Silver Acquisition Act, I think is what it was called. Okay. You ever heard of that? I've heard the word, but I can't. I have no brain associations with it. Uh, The Sherman Silver Purchase Act. Uh, It was a federal law enacted on the 14th. Only purchase things in silver. Well, it was the United States government purchasing a shit ton of silver in order to back their currency. And they effectively like contractually obligated uh the purchase of like a like a fuck ton 4.5 million ounces of silver bullion every month until it ultimately led to uh this this depression in the 1890s mm-hmm. um and then ultimately I mean some people point to that as being one of the precursors for the great depression as well uh because a lot of people would just take all of their all of their gold uh or they they would effectively like gold was being defunded at the time through this transaction so they would take the one that was worth a whole lot and then sell it to the government buy a whole bunch of gold and they basically would do that in circulation until they retained all the gold and the united states government was like oh shit that's not how we expect that to work out we don't have any gold (laughs) and we have all the silver now yeah the artificially overvalued (laughs) currency of silver that drove out the artificially undervalued currency of gold drove it right out of circulation seems kind of like a silly misstep that was pointless Yeah, well, it it was kind of stupid to begin with. Uh, I mean, especially when you consider that all the government has to do is sign a law, and then automatically they can just buy a shit ton of stuff with the taxpayer dollars. It's like, well, wait a second, wait a second. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't want the fiat money to be used to buy the bullion. That doesn't make any sense. Right. 
I've been trying to wrap my brain around modern monetary theory, so that's that's my that's my fun spare time activity. What what have you learned? Well, so basically, I think within the logic of it is that since we are on a fiat currency and there is a natural demand for dollar bills in the United States because the United States taxes in dollar bills. So there's mm-hmm. like a there's like a re, like everyone needs dollar bills because the United States government only accepts taxes in dollar bills and that within the system like basically the argument is that the United States government has to put money into the system in order to tax it where basically the way we're operating now is that the in order to fund programs that the United States government has to take money from people in the form of taxes to then put it out there and so you yeah. just got to wrap your brain around that yeah and then, it's a pretty um, hard stop in the in the in the loop and like, hmm? it seems like a pretty hard stop in the loop like you're trying to tax people that don't have money to begin with exactly and so with this logic like basically what a lot of the MMT economists argue is that um, the deficit isn't like the barrier of which how much the United States government can spend effectively what the barrier is is basically the productive capacity of society which is a lot more complicated to try to kajangle it's a it's a but it, it's, it's drastically bigger than whatever a deficit or anything that is and also kind of what we've seen basically with the 08 crisis and then most recently with the um the bailout spending the United States did where they just like pulled money out of their ass and gave it over to the corporations has pretty much effectively proven that MMT can work because they've created trillions of dollars, handed it over to the corporations, and we didn't have any inflation or any noticeable inflation, which is the argument of why you can't do MMT is that if you take all this money and you just pump it into the economy, it's going to inflate everything and Everything's going to be so expensive, no one can afford it anymore. But but basically, we have shitty MMT is how we're operating at this point. <laughs> but we have shitty MMT with all of the mainstream economists saying MMT will never work, and we can't use it to fund you know programs that actually would help people, like a jobs guarantee program funded by the government or Medicare for All or Green New Deal or any of these things that we actually need as a society to have. But if you... So if everybody had... So if you need the money to spend, and then you create the money to spend, and okay, so wait, I, I guess I'm I'm misunderstanding something. I know we've discussed MMT before, so could uh, you explain yeah. it to me so at, at the a way like a tiny brain person like me can like feel um, out of the things? <laughs> so okay, so someone that would argue against MMT would basically say that no, we've got a we've got a balance to budget. We've got to make sure that like let's say. You know, if we want to spend $100 on government programs, and in order to spend $100 on government programs, we need to tax in $100 from mm-hmm. taxpayers, right. right? That's what that's what the normal conventional wisdom is, is that 
if we want to spend $100 on doing things for people, we got to make sure we're sucking up $100 in people's tax-paying money. Mm-hmm. Where MMT economists argue that no, actually, with the way the economy effectively works, the government has to first, you know, poop out four thousand dollars or whatever, and then that money's pumped into the economy, and then, and then the um, let me think how I'm trying to say this. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> basically, so the thing is, is that the the the, the okay, so basically. Uh, the United States is a sovereign country of a sovereign currency. We're in control of mm-hmm. dollars. No one mm-hmm. else in the world can make dollars, right? Mm-hmm. The United States government effectively has a monopoly on dollars. And because we have effectively a monopoly on dollars and no one else can make dollars, we can produce more dollars than we take back in. And we can be still sovereign and fine and okay. And mm-hmm. so we can we can produce more because than we, can... we take back. So I'm reading this little like core principles on Investopedia, and it informs me that because we're not to be thought of, we're <laughs> because the United States government's fiat currency system is not to be thought of as some kind of household budget exactly. that we can uh, effectively insulate our government spending from the idea that that deficit is ultimately going to restrict its ability to be able to govern. Yes. Mm. Like. Yeah, so like if you, Tim, as like a household, you spend whatever, you can only spend the money that you have. I mean, I guess credit cards are another whole different problem, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let's. And, and I'm a novice, I'm not much. like a super smart person. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I just. God, like, we are so self deprecating. Uh, it's okay, man. Every Democrat and Republican, like, let's say whenever, whenever someone's. Yeah, literally. Okay, I'll give you a perfectly good example of the reason why MMT has to make these arguments. Whenever you're talking about the benefit, the cost-benefit analysis of Medicare for All, of like how much it would save, you know, overall taxpayer money, how it would overall save, you know, um, uh, citizens, you know, money of healthcare costs because we get more preventative care and X, Y, and Z, and how given you know it compared to the current system it's actually cheaper in certain ways and over time you would save money but it would cost a big initial investment democrats and republicans what they always say is how are you going to pay for it 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 and they say how are you going to pay for it because if you look at right now how much we're taxing out how much you're paying this and that and that and this and that it doesn't fit in the budget it doesn't fit in the budget. You can't spend more than you take in. That's conventional wisdom, and that's what everyone's with beat you so into, right? I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with this, you so far. It's like, how are you going to pay for it? Because it, it's all going to come down to like, uh, you know, who within this power structure is going to lose some foothold that they've previously had, until you get to the point where you're like, oh well, you know, the only people that are not going to receive a bailout are the people that are already doing very well, the people who are already very powerful. And then by proxy, it's like, oh, well, they have a diminishing, uh, a, a, a diminishing allowance of power as people are able to independently take control of their lives and are not going to force to be exploited. Wage slaves. Yeah. Well, but that's going yeah. to that's going to upend the entirety of of what we have in American economic systems to begin with. Like, exactly. I mean, so much of our you know, our, our service economy is going to just crumble. 
Like if people aren't going to have to do jobs that they don't want to do, then all of these people that are relying on these services that they've grown accustomed to in order to do their grueling, mind-numbing, uh, you know, uh, eight to twelve-hour shifts every day, uh, are suddenly going to be, you know, at least for a period of time, without the knowledge to uh, integrate all of those different service positions into something that they can independently take care of themselves. And another thing that I've heard MMT people argue that I can't explain very well, but it kind of makes sense, is that if you, like, um, a debit in the government books is a credit for the general economy. So, you know, if the government has, you know, it's paying me $15 an hour or whatever to do a job, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, a $15 debit on their side is a $15 credit on my side that I have this $15 that I can go then and spend into the economy. So it's like, it also makes some arguments with that of like bigger extrapolations of how it can be a benefit of like, just because it looks bad on this side, it doesn't mean there isn't like a cost benefit on the other side that then I go and I spend that money and then that money you know, gets taxed and then it gets sent to that person and that person does plank and blankety blank, 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 you know, like the butterfly effect of, you know, taking money from the government and then giving it to people. I, I owe you an apology, Jimmy, because I had a misunderstanding despite the fact that we had discussed MMT prior. I thought that this was some type of solution. Is that, is that effectively what you're saying? That MMT is a solution? Well, no, it's, it's just a, it's a method that, our you know our current yeah. economic establishments are using right now yeah and yet people are not tying together that a capitalist economy in conjunction with modern economic theory or modern modern money theory whatever it is um is um, producing the ills that a lot of people are decrying as being you know something that's totally non-consequential of what it actually is that, that there we need to balance some kind of deficit that we need yeah. to tax and spend and so on yeah. and so forth oh, yeah, yeah. huh all right yeah, yeah. basically okay. yeah and gotcha. then base yeah basically my argument is just like let's use it to do actual good stuff and stop doing the bad stuff with it yeah that would be good i don't think they're gonna do that no absolutely not and another thing is fun is that we like increase like the the military budget by two hundred billion dollars every so many years, which That's is another fun thing that like politicians do. They'll be like, "How are we gonna pay for it? How are we gonna pay for it?" And then yeah. we increase the military budget by billions well, they, and billions and billions and billions of dollars. Yeah, and they they end up paying for it through uh, the imperialistic takeover of you know whatever given natural resource or whatever kind of. Uh, 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 economic trade war mm -hmm. blaming it on some kind of ethnic group or some country or some foreign power yeah. and all of yeah. these things that are bad it's yeah, what no. they did to us yeah yeah and i'm not trying to yeah and i definitely i'm not trying to say it's like some you know big giant solution to things it's just like gotcha. yeah boo boo hey i just thought of something uh, so it's a deficit thing, right? That's Keynesian. Keynesian economics. Can is it is it Keynesian or Keynesian? Yeah, it's Keynesian. Keynesian. Yeah. I've been. Oh yeah, because it's the um, what's his face? Guy's John. last name's Keynes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 
the creation of demand through spending power, right? Okay. So you're just like you're you're tossing out the money to all the peoples and that is by proxy allowing people to be able to buy shit which yep. is going to create more demand and stimulate yes. your economy, right? Yes. Yes. So if your economy is is based on that mindset, yes. Wouldn't consumerism run rampant and it would hurt our ecosystem? Yeah. I mean, if we're going to talk about environmental effects, that is a concern to keep in mind, fully agree. At the same time, within the framework of MMT, like you have choices on what you can choose to spend those governmental monies on. Something that a lot of MMT people support would be something like the Green New Deal mm -hmm. of trying to green up our economy and things of that nature. So that's a way in which, yes, you there's going to be an initial input that will be heavily in taxing on the environment and will probably also speed up the economy with giving people, you know, jobs to do these things. But, um, you know, then you have a net benefit afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, I guess so. But the um, yeah, right. is there an explicit law? Is, are there explicit laws in the books right now against using Bitcoin, like as as a as a currency? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, things that are illegal, <laughs> as is, are also illegal if you buy it in bitcoins. And uh -huh. um, from what I understand, so bitcoins aren't as secure as people think. So you shouldn't do crime with bitcoins because basically it's a sequence of information. And so if someone wants to, people can go and see all the places that Bitcoin went and was. Mm -hmm. hmm. So it's not. Yeah, don't do it. Right. Uh... Don't don't do it. Well, I guess the, the issue behind using any type of currency other than the United States fiat currency is that you're going to limit yourself to a very small economic uh, circle. And inevitably, you're going to have to need resources that lie outside of small communities in which you're you're artificially, or well, of course they're all artificial, but you're, you're developing um, economic systems on a much smaller level. So let's say that like you, you and I and our group of friends, excuse me, wanted to have a totally closed off um, community in which we had our own independent currency. Okay. And we would just be like, okay, well we have a hundred Jimmy Timmy bucks. Yep. And we would just trade them for goods and services or, you know, what have you. Um, or, or, you know, they would be produced by individuals uh, or, or held by individuals who couldn't utilize them, couldn't spend them, but effectively were going to oversee certain tasks in a community. And whenever one of those tasks was completed, they would be awarded a Jimmy Timmy buck for that specific task that was non-transferable for anything other than, I mean, it's effectively a labor voucher, right? And then it could be utilized uh, and in order to, say, like, purchase a certain type of food 
uh, or you know, or electricity or something like that, and then it would just be circulated back in, uh, you know, through individuals that would thus once again be responsible for ensuring that a lot of these tasks were done. Mm-hmm. So, what would what would the issue be outside of it being objectively illegal if that if that were to <laughs> you know take hold on a on a wide scope? That'd be lame as shit. Be lame as shit. Why would it be lame as why, shit? Why would you and me, we have a fucking commune together when I'm going to fucking buy food off you? What's the goddamn point of having, like, this anarcho-communist fucking commune if I still got to use fucking money? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Tim. What is wrong with you? Go well, through all the trouble of starting a fucking uh, commune and you uh, put money in it? <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? Speaking of anarcho-primitism, I got eaten up by so many ticks this past weekend. Dude, I'm sorry. I, um, yeah, I had to take, I took some antibiotics because I was afraid I was going to get the, uh, get the Lyme disease. I thought I was going to turn into a Lyme. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. You, you'll, you get all, like, big and green, and then you can roll around, and then the Oompa Loompas come up from behind the trees. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not exaggerating. I think I had over a hundred ticks on me. Oh Jesus, man! Are you just like rolling around on the ones. ground? <laughs> no, I don't know. I've never had. So I'm still trying to learn the differences between different kinds of ticks. I think these were deer ticks. Which Ooh, those are bad I, ones. From yes, and they're the smallest ones. And uh, like they were so small. Like, you'd have to hold your hand, like, your body part, like, right next to your face to see them. It was, like, little specks. They're extremely small. Yeah. Yes. They're very um, tiny. Like, basically, I was backpacking two days, two full days, I guess two and a half days, and, um, like, basically, would have to spend an hour every night before I went to bed inspecting my body for ticks. And that's how long it took to get them all off. Uh, oh, God. They look pretty rough, dude. It was, it was terrible. You can also tell by the uh, like the markings. The deer ticks have... It's too small to see the markings. Those are uh, like the little... They're nymphs. Those are nymphs. But the... Uh, Baby ticks? Yeah. Uh, the adult male and adult female have markings that are dif- that differentiate them from the wood tick that the females are like orange and have a big black spot on their thorax and then the uh, males are like almost solidly black with a white kind of ring that goes around the edge of their body and wood ticks are different because they have like the stripes they, they look a lot more colorful they have like different markings on the back well, I've never had the nymphs before. I've always had, like, big, full-grown, like, ticks. Like, that's a tick. I can yeah. see that. It's yeah. this big, bulbous thing. Like, I've never had yeah. the little, tiny ones before. Mm-hmm. It was, it was awful. Yeah, that sounds terrible. And you said you had, like, 100 on you? At least. Good God. Dude. Like, Like, basically, I would start at my feet, and I would start taking them off. And then once I got to my arms, I'd kick them off, and I'd look back down to my feet, and then there would be more, and I'd have to start all over again. Ugh. Good God. You sure you don't have <laughs> something? What? You, what? 
You sure you don't have something? I took I got I took antibiotics, so I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> I drank I, I a lot. Have, like, all, I just have like all these little red dots on my feet. I'll, I'll send you a picture so you can get an idea of like. Oh god, stuff. I don't know if I want to see it. <laughs> and um, the other skill I wish I had is identifying mushrooms. I saw. Whoa! Oh, you sent me something. Yeah, okay. check that out. Mainly because of that top line, which I find to be explicitly interesting. What the, what what's the top line? What those are, are those are engorged versions. Never seen those. Isn't it gross? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I had no idea they got that I've, big. Unfortunately, I've, uh, uh, I've gotten rid of them. I think before I've gotten to that point. Good God, they're what so the, fucking big. That's so gross. Yeah, those those are they're they're like pop worthy right there. They just like sit and suck and suck and suck, and then they're just like, boop. That's <laughs> oh, so gross. Um, but yeah, I wish I could identify mushrooms. I saw lots of cool mushrooms while I was out there. Oh yeah, there's some apps out there. You can, like so take what? a picture, and it'll tell you what it is. Really? <laughs> yep. Serious? Yeah, I got one on my phone. I found out that I have some smoky crowns in my backyard. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Man, Pretty I feel cool. like a fucking idiot. I didn't have this before. What's you, what's the app called? Oh, there's just like multiple apps. I what's mean, the like, best app called? I don't know. The one that I use is like Mushroom Identifier or something like that. Okay. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I um. And there's the same for yeah. like Leaf Identifiers. Like, I find that uh, like uh, most of those run in conjunction with like Bark and um, like different things like that. So. You just, like, take a picture, and then it asks you a few basic questions. Uh, like, sometimes it'll be, like, clarifying questions, like, is the leaf serrated, or do you live in the western United States? And it, it'll give you, like, a, a list of, like, two or three different ones it could be. If I already have pictures on my phone, can I put them in there? Hmm. That's a good or question. Do I, I don't know. Take it, I, think. I don't know. I bet, I bet there are apps out there that you could just, like, put it in but a lot of them of course because we live in a capitalistic society blah 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 well they they want to they want the ad revenue so i think that like the interaction with taking pictures and having to go through that standard process at least most of mine like you have to go through a couple of different like ad walls in order to ultimately get to that point where you're finding out what it is so if if you can circumvent any part of that process, they probably don't like it. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. No, take the picture with like a ad superimposed over the top of your camera. <laughs> like I can't see you know what I'm taking a picture to. of. <laughs> I know you wanted to like take a picture of nature, but here's an advertisement for how fat ticks can be. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. You like ticks, don't you? Pretty gross. Pretty gross. Uh, especially that brown dog tick. It's a big old green one. Mm. Yeah. That looks like, uh, what's the chocolate-covered raisin candy? Raisinettes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks like a raisinette. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually what all these fucking engorged ticks look like. Mm-hmm. They just look like raisinettes. Good luck ever eating a raisinette ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that engorged fucking tick. <laughs> yep, that looks like an American dog right there. <laughs> Our raisinets are fucking gross. I did you all a favor. Yeah, y- y- y'all didn't want that to begin with. 
pretty bad. Oh, man, they have like an engorged... No, no, no. Gonna resist that. Boop. Right out of there. Boop. What's so bad about Elon Musk? He's pretty bad for a number of reasons. I appreciate the... um, the work that this person did in accumulating and hotlinking all of the terrible things. That oh, did Elon I Musk sent you that? Yeah. It's beautiful. Nice. And it's so succinct. Like, uh, oh, okay, so what's so bad about Elon Musk? Crushes unionization attempts at Tesla factories, promising free yogurt in return. <laughs> like, wow, you're awesome. <laughs> oh, frozen yogurt. Excuse me, everybody. Oh, yeah. I like, want to make sure that I include free frozen yogurt, free yogurt. That's just like, no, that wouldn't quell the uprising at all. <laughs> Employees at Tesla suffer twice as many serious workplace injuries than industry average. Hmm, I wonder why That's that kind of surprising. Like, Forced to pay out $4 million in a class lawsuit to four. 1,100 SpaceX employees who say the company refused to allow them to legally mandated breaks during the yeah. workday as a consequence of how the company structured its shift patterns. Oh, hey, you man. work for SpaceX. You don't need breaks, do you? Yeah, not at all. Uses public money to fund private ventures, costing taxpayers $4.9 billion because he's utilizing like NASA technologies. Well, yes, but there's that, but then also he's finagled to be like, oh, I'm fucking green company. I'm going to save the planet with my uh, solar panels. And the government's just like, oh, okay, here's some yeah. money. Okay. <laughs> mm, attracting so they... investors by hyping failed projects, leading many financial investigators to consider Tesla a Ponzi scheme. I, I've seen that on at least half a dozen times. You remember the... Uh, um, the boring company flamethrower. <laughs> oh yeah, remember putting like a fucking car out in space? Oh yeah, he did that. <laughs> Didn't he? It wasn't. That he did. Good. He literally did that. Yeah, he did he that with his. Um, did that. With the fucking uh, Falcon Heavy rocket launch, right? I I can't remember which one. I don't know. Oh, here this oh. is this is probably one of my favorite ones. Musk fires Tesla oh. worker for testing positive for THC, then goes on Joe Rogan's show and smokes weed himself. In reality, the worker was fired for her union organizing and supporting the United Auto Workers Union. So Ouch. you're not technically allowed to fire people for union whatever shit, mm-hmm. but companies do, and they just blame other shit. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it is it is pretty awkward. Um, I was... I was truck tested one time at a, a really shitty retail job, and I was just kind of blown away by the fact that they would have the audacity to even do something like that. At a retail I, job, seriously, it's like, how do you think I get through this shit? Well, I mean, be, beyond that, it's just like I was, I was like fucking awesome. Like I was just like a really like way underpaid, way overeducated, like work my ass off kind of person. Yeah, I get that. And then they were like, we're going to drug test you. And I was just like, and risk but losing why? me? Yeah, like, what if if I test positive, like, you lose a lot more than you gain. Like, because yeah. you're going you're gonna to be, I know how this works. Like, if I test positive, you are forced to terminate me. You don't have any recourse in being like, oh, we're going to choose to not look at this. It's like, no, you're like, I, I've been chosen for a, a drug test. Like, you're, you're really risking the biscuit on this one. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> 
You're you're making like bank off me. You're like you're paying me like ten uh, percent of what I'm making for this company. <laughs> like Jesus, the guy I went and took the drug test with got fired, and he was on he was on a commission based job. Like what what the fuck? <laughs> you're really shooting yourself in the goddamn foot. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, didn't make any sense. Uh, let's see. What's this next one? Wants to privatize space travel, leaving colonization and exploration to the richest few. That's hmm. dope. That's pretty shitty. Oh man. Yeah, it's is, is he? Uh, I I feel like I've heard something in the news recently about travel to Mars and how uh, people who would ultimately make the trip would die on Mars, which makes sense, right? I mean, like it's a yeah, long you trip. You don't you don't get to come back. Yeah, he won't get to come back. You're gonna stay there. That's 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 you now. You're you're a you're a Martian. You you signed the paperwork. You know what you were getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, you, so here's you a, clicked yes on the terms of agreement. <laughs> here's a good one. Despite being hailed as a leader in the fight against climate change, he donates seven times more money to Republicans. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love it. Oh yeah, I remember when Musk called one of the cave rescuers a pedophile. He said oh, he looked. Yeah. He said he looked like a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, because he got pissed because he told him that his uh, his submarine wouldn't work in yeah. the Vietnamese caves. He's like, that's not that's not gonna fucking work. Your PR stunt submarine like is not gonna it's not gonna it won't fit. Oh, it wasn't Vietnamese Thai caves? Yeah, it's not gonna fit in the cave. And he's like, you're, you're a fucking pedophile. Musk and his team even lobbied the Thai government and prime minister to get a local official to reverse a statement saying the mini submarine wasn't practical. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, the ego on what that guy. What a fucking loser. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> he, like, sums it up with a rocket Jesus broken promises, number one and number two. <laughs> this, this one doesn't even get into it, but... Um, did we talk about this in the last one? I can't even remember. I, I talk about how much I hate Musk, so much I can't keep up with what I've said and haven't said. But he, did we talk about last time that he bought the company Tesla off of somebody else? Did we talk about that last time? Mm-mm. Is it is that up here? Where's that? I don't think it's on this list. I think I was reading another like Elon Musk sucks thread, where <laughs> so basically what happened? So Tesla was f- founded by like some person like there was some person out there that had the idea of making a company named tesla that was going to make electric vehicles but then elon musk i guess found out about it was aware of it or was asked to be an investor in it or whatever and he basically just like dumped a shit ton of money into it to where he was like the main shareholder and then like eventually became the face and sole proprietor of it and blah 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 hmm. that basically was someone else's thing and then he was just like goosh here's billions and millions of dollars now it's my thing is there a reason why millionaires and billionaires don't just run around doing that just like snatching up companies left and right don't they though <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean, isn't that like all the other like subsidiaries like under Google? Like, what yeah, business yeah, exists right. that isn't bought? Like, what what uh like WhatsApp was bought by fucking Facebook, YouTube was bought by Google. I mean, I'm sure you could go down the list of just you know 
successful tech companies that somehow manage to break through the concrete that is the tech jungle out there. And then if you're, 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 you're lucky day as a tech company that one day you'll be so successful that you'll get bought out by Google. Like that's the, that's the dream <laughs> to be yeah. paid effectively more than you're realistically valued. But because you're being absorbed by such a huge conglomerate of shit that that new conglomeration, I can't speak, of shit mm-hmm. will be able to, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, consumerize the product mm-hmm. in such a way to make it get its money's worth. Yeah, and because it's so much of these companies are just like data, this like pure data collecting agencies that like make money just based on owning so many other things, you know, especially if we think about Facebook and Google, that just by absorbing more of the tech space online, you're increasing your overall profitability about the number of people you can spy on. Mm. Lovely. Oh, man. Walmart's still the biggest company. Do you know that? For now. For now. I'm trying to figure out, like, if, if uh, companies were governments, which ones would... I mean, because there are a lot of companies out there that are much larger than, you know, the GDP of many governments around the world, so... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a fascinating thing. Did you hmm. read the story about Oregon Hunter 66 gored to death by bull elk he had shot and injured hmm. with an arrow the previous day? It's rather karmic, eh? It's <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful thing. It's in Oregon. Yeah. Oh, man. Killed by an enraged elk on Sunday, August 30th, when he was in search of the animal. Mm. That's what you get, son. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's some real Robert Baratheon shit right there. Yeah. That's what you get. You shouldn't have been. You shouldn't have been nipping on the on the wine skin. My boy went out a hunting, and you didn't finish him off. Bada bing, bada boom. He came back and gorge your ass. Yeah. Did. That's what you get. That's just what you get. Uh, this guy was bow hunting, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty badass. Elks are big, though. I mean, I feel like you'd have to get it in the eye. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Where would you? Where, where do you gotta hit it in order to kill it with a bow and arrow? <laughs> uh-huh. Anything else is just gonna piss it off. Gosh. Is it because elks are huge, right? Wait, what was that? Elks are huge. Yes. Like how big are we talking? Yes, about? they're where that's where deer come from. Is from big elk. You get the elk makes the deers and then the deers make the bunny rabbits <laughs> sorry what <laughs> I, don't I don't know what i'm saying all right so Alex, uh, a male is eight feet tall and the mass is between 710 and 730 pounds yeah that could kill me that's so fucking huge man why are you out there bow hunting that shit yeah you need an elephant gun or something good God, those things are massive. That's terrifying. It, yeah, it is terrifying, but at the same thing, time, it's like he chose to be in that situation. Like, no one made him go out there and bow hunt that elk. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, you're you're right. I mean, there is a freedom of choice there. Oh, but God, I I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, it it didn't hurt anybody but himself, except for the elk, of course, which died a slow and painful death. Jesus, what is this? This can't be real. Well, you wanted the thing, so there I you go. I didn't want it, but what the f- is this diagram real? Yeah, because if a if a human is six feet tall and an elk is eight feet tall, that's how big they is. They big. Jesus. They real big. Wait, so elk are bigger than? Are they bigger than Mises? Uh, actually, it's a good question. What's bigger, a Mises or an elk? <laughs> Versus Mises. Uh, so. Well, this was an actually, Irish yeah, elk you sent the, me. The elk is bigger. It what? looks like. It looks like the okay. Wait. So at the very least, one is taller than the other. An elk is wait. taller. So let's see. You have a no oh, wait. The moose or elk? Wait, what? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it says the height <laughs> is is four point six to six point nine, uh, feet. Wait, so the big, big thing you sent me, that's an Irish elk. That's not the normal elk that we oh, got okay. here. Okay, okay. So a normal elk so a normal elk is smaller than a moose, but an Irish elk is bigger than a moose. What the fuck is this Irish elk? Where the fuck do they live? <laughs> Some kind of – I would assume Ireland, right? <laughs> but Ireland's such a tiny country, and this thing is huge. Uh, I think it might be – also called a giant deer, one of the largest deer that's ever lived. It's extinct. Thank oh, God. it's extinct. Yeah, Thank this God. thing you is old as fuck. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Seventy-seven hundred years ago in Siberia. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's the picture you sent me. The picture you sent me was of an Irish elk. So, okay, oof. Okay, good. Oof, we're we're not we're not anymore. at risk for all being like gored by Irish elk anytime soon. What the fuck. Oh man, I tell you what, look at this picture and this I feel so bad. This like majestic creature that was taken down by this putsy fuck with a big gun. He's like oh, sitting shit. there all, all happy like uh-huh. <laughs> He is putsy as fuck. Yeah, and those like antlers are bigger than he is. <laughs> the antlers are so much bigger than he is. <laughs> He's just like ha <laughs> got Elf it. Safaris. Oh my god. I yeah. did it. <laughs> I pulled this little trigger. Look at his, I... he's like little, his rotund little belly. Yeah. Oh, man. He's so happy. Good job. He's got his, got his orange Under Armour hat on just in case. I want to let other hunters know they can, they see me here. I'm out here hunting elk, roughing it. <laughs> yeah, those things are still huge. Mm-hmm. It's a big animal. Yeah. Big old majestic creature that occasionally gets shot with an arrow, doesn't die, and comes back to gore the hell out of us. Yeah, you notice all these pictures that you sent me, they're all standing there with fucking guns. Yeah. <laughs> they know better than to use a bow on that motherfucker. Yeah, this guy was an idiot. This is what you get. I kind of like this Ukrainian church leader who said coronavirus is God's punishment for same sex. Get hospitalized. hospitalized for COVID nineteen. So I remember reading that a while back about him saying that the coronavirus was God's punishment. I was like, eh, whatever. But like now that he's hospitalized, now I feel like it's worthy to talk about. 
mm-hmm. just by the um, the do justice that now because I we know for certain that this dude's gay. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's already like he's given us the prophecy, and now we know, and now he's gay, and he's like sacrificing himself on on the altar. Just to you know, hey, you know, this is this is what happens. It's God's judgment. I wanted to show you guys that He was serious. Boom. May more people live now that I have sacrificed myself. He's probably gonna die. Like he's old. Uh, yeah, odds are not in his favor. Mm-mm. I saw a couple of. Okay, so not to not to worry all the listeners out there, but uh, I saw a twenty. Uh, I think it was a twenty-eight year old who recently died. Yeah. Uh, school teacher. Um, yeah, third grade teacher died at 28 South Carolina. Yep. So, uh, I think we've seen somewhere about half a dozen teachers have died since schools reopened. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. So lots of, lots of, of folks are dying explicitly from COVID-19, um, as a result of being put back into classrooms that should have been virtual, uh, but were not, so they died. <laughs> yeah. How about all this like mess about uh, um, like comorbidity? Uh, I heard uh, somebody who, um, you know, they, they obviously think that that COVID is some type of conspiracy. So one of their family members had committed suicide and then it was marked on the death certificate that they had died from COVID-19 or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. So they claimed that, uh, all of this was just a hoax because, you know, the, oh, the, yeah. that basically was, the COVID numbers are way higher than they actually are that anytime yeah. anyone dies in the United States, they just write They're COVID just on there. Like that. Yeah. And it's all a ploy to make Trump look bad because the Democrats and the Herkerk and the Berkerk and the Derpa Derpa Derp. And the Derpa Derpa. Yeah, you got it. You're, it's you're, all a hoax. It doesn't be good. It's not real. Mm-hmm. All those people that died didn't really die. Doesn't it you yeah. know, and everyone can choose to live in their own reality, right? Yeah, like uh, like Dee Bannister. It's like she died. I mean, seems pretty seems pretty conclusive. She died from it. No, she died from something different. Oh, she burr, died from something. Died from something different. Yeah. Do you know how many school teachers die every year? Billions of school teachers die every year, and no one bats an eyelash. Oh, but now that the coronavirus is a thing, everyone's like, <laughs> upset that school teachers are dying. From or school bigger. shootings? It's like, no, 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 not the school shootings. We're going like, to no, not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure a lot of school teachers die from school shootings, too. We should talk about that issue. It's a good thing you bring it up. <laughs> no, they don't. Did we win? Did we? What did we win? I don't know. We won the prize of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that was. I, I just want to win something. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, instant gratification is pretty cool. That's that's usually a good thing. Uh, I like um, also like secret prizes. Those are pretty cool. 
I didn't know I was actually playing a game, and then I won something. Really? Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Wait, yeah, like ta-da! Has oh, that sometimes happened to you recently. It, sometimes it feels fake. Yeah, like somebody like gives you something that you didn't want payment for, and then it felt like a transaction, and I was just like, "This is oh, dirty. This is fucking like, dirty." I was just gonna do this, but now yeah. that I've received these monies, now it feels like I was obligated to do this. Yeah. Or it's like now, like there's actually no debt, and like I mean, like oh come on, like I wanted some reciprocity, and they're like, ah oh, yeah, we paid you with that. And like hmm. that wasn't that wasn't good. I didn't like that. I didn't I, like that. I don't want to accept that that payment. I'd rather you just be like socially indebted to me. <laughs> 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 just you need to be a better person. <laughs> just, be, just be a better person instead. Oh, I like man. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, are, are we done? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Did we ever start? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> MMT! <laughs> MMT, is that where we started? I Unfortunately. Oh, God damn it. I'll understand that one of these days, and then when we bring it up for the third time, I'll be like, oh, yeah, Jimmy, MMT, let me explain it to you instead. Go watch other people talk about it. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, you goddamn neoliberal. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I don't even care. Why do we hurt those we love, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I do the same thing. I make people upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 uh, one of my very close friends, I occasionally am like, hey, that sounds like, uh, it sounds like conservative talk. It sounds like what some of the Republican would say. <laughs> and she immediately like wells up. She's like, this is not, that's not fair. I'm like, I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> it <just> came out. <laughs> Damn it. But did they? <laughs> But but here's the kicker though. Did they say something a Republican would say? I don't fucking know anymore, dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. I'm like I'm like slippery sloping down the the leftist trash pipe right now. <laughs> I'm over here like oh yeah like I can I can live in some Batista's autonomous zone, you know. <laughs> Anyone that isn't literally Karl Marx is a fucking revisionist. Yeah. You're a revisionist trash human. Yeah. Let me tell you what how you... Marxism wouldn't actually work. <laughs> what do you even mean? What do you mean by revisionism? I mean, shut the fuck up. That's what I mean. <laughs> don't you tell me, uh, galaxy don't you... brain. Don't you tell me I don't know what revisionism is. Yeah, I invented revisionism. <laughs> yeah. I have a I have a moose on my wall actually. Is it dead? Living in my little cabin. No, oh, I got I got a uh I I got a, a moose in a picture frame. It's oh. like uh boho chic. If it's not a moose's head it doesn't count. Well it's it's like a it's a drawing of a moose. Mm-mm. That counts, right? Mm-mm. I'm a I'm an avid hunter for fine art. On that note, this has been Sick Empowerment. Yeah. <laughs>
if you want to email us, you can email us at syndicatepowerment at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you there. You can also like us on Facebook at Empowerment and send us a message, or you can tweet at us on the Twitter at syndicatepowerb1. We would love to hear from you. It would mean a lot to us. And if you're listening to us through any of the listening apps out there, please like and review the show. It means a lot to us and helps other people find us. Yes. Yeah. When you were signing off, it, it kind of sounded like we were about to like travel into deep space. It's like, hey, this is uh, this has been Cynic Empowerment signing off. For the last time. For the last time. <laughs> <laughs> to infinity and beyond. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> where we go where no man has dared go before <laughs> these this is the journey of the starship snake empowerment to go to brave new worlds where no one has gone before oh man to ask the same stupid questions we ask every episode to boldly make dick jokes where no one has made dick jokes before yeah, originality is pretty important uh.